Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode, actually the 15th episode of Journeys to Belonging. I can't believe that I actually am at 15 episodes already, and I'm really excited to share with you today. Today, actually, I don't have a guest, uh, but there is a topic that I really want to speak to everyone about, and it's very personal, and it's very topical. And in the next two episodes, I will also have guests who have their own viewpoints uh, that relate to this topic. So what topic am I talking about? Today's topic is about becoming a good ancestor. And the reason for, and I'll explain what a good ancestor is, but the reason why I want to talk about this is because someone with white privilege and what is going on in the world today in terms of the Black Lives Movement, about anti-racism, about uh, other groups that are experiencing isms, we all need to, including me, we all need to begin to reflect. And I have begun to take some really serious steps of my own. So today's podcast episode is about a bit about my background and what I'm doing to become more of an ally. So what is being coming a good ancestor? It's something that I had never heard of before coming across an Instagram account a few weeks ago. The account is related to work of author and teacher Layla F. Saad. Layla wrote Me and White Supremacy, an anti-racism workbook and that she started actually in 2017, but is now a published work, and you can get it um, on most uh, platforms uh, or bookshops. She recently started a podcast by the name of Good Ancestor. She has also started a Good Ancestor Academy with courses such as how to show up in BIPOC-only spaces without white centering and allyship in the workplace. According to her website, Layla's work is driven by her powerful desire to become a good ancestor, to live and work in ways that leave a legacy of healing and liberation for those who will come after, after she is gone. This started me thinking about my own legacy of becoming a good ancestor and reflecting on that has been a, a really important process for me. So the following post 
are my reflections on my own family as generations of good ancestors and how I can become that good ancestor. When I was growing up, my mother and father were keen to have the difficult conversations about race, culture, and how to embrace others regardless of where they were from, what language they spoke, the color of their skin, or their socioeconomic level. My father worked for the New York State Department of Labor from the 1950s until he retired in 1983. As district superintendent in Buffalo from 1967 to 1983, he was responsible for ensuring equal job opportunities and equal pay for all. His role as a leader in a government entity became more prominent during the civil rights movement in the 1960s and he would bring his work home and discuss with us at the dinner table the kinds of things that he encountered, even from the time that we were young. My mother was active in the local schools and served with the PTA and as a school board member. She was also active in the NWACP and Urban League chapters in Buffalo. Her example was well noted by her children, my older brother, my sister, and I. We lived in a mostly white, middle-class community. We had excellent schools with teachers who taught according to outcomes and not by the textbook all the time. They made us think, and we discussed difficult topics like race relations. My middle school English teachers used folk songs and poetry to open up our eyes to the real story, what was really happening in the world around us. We discussed and analyzed poetry by Langston Hughes, County Cullen, and Walt Whitman, as well as Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel, and even the lyrics to Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Looking back, it made a huge impact on me. I actually still have the mimeograph papers with all of those poems. I've kept them for over 40 years. Then there were highlights as I think back on my youth that gave me a strong foundation of inclusion and diversity. Like, for example, in the late 1960s, a mixed race couple moved into a house across the street from ours. My family and I were one of the first families, neighbors, to welcome them. I knew it was unusual for our neighborhood and reflecting back, I knew it might alienate some of our neighbors who weren't comfortable having them move in or that one of my mother's best friends was black. My mother, now almost 96 years old, remembers her fondly, even though it was the 1930s, and the times she played at her house. She felt welcomed by her friend's mother and never thought about their differences. Now I'm doing the hard work to ensure I really am and continue to be a good ancestor that my white privilege is used to be a true ally. My husband and I have raised our three children in a multilingual, multicultural family. They value their own identities and are empathetic and inclusive. They've seen us struggle to come to terms with differences, but come out the other side better and stronger because we love unconditionally. I am also reading and listening to Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man by Emmanuel Acho and Small Bites with Hedrick Nichols. 
So, when we look back at our lives, we should be sure we have left a lasting legacy of love, caring, and understanding that will be carried on for generations after us. That's the only way to build a world filled with peace and harmony. We need to make sure we are all good ancestors. I will be sure to include all of the resources that I've been using and some of the and the uh, resources I mentioned during the podcast uh, in the show notes. And now, just finally, I want to read one of the poems that I read. It would probably have been in 1968 or 1969 in my middle school English classroom. It's called Democracy by Langston Hughes. Democracy will not come today, this year, nor ever through compromise and fear. I have as much right as the other fellow has to stand on my own two feet and own the land. I tire so of hearing people say, let things take their course. Tomorrow is another day. I do not need my freedom when I'm dead. I cannot live on tomorrow's bread. Freedom is a strong seed planted in a great need. I live here too. I want freedom just as you. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week with another guest. Have a good week until then. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, And the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks.